Welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. Each week, I'll bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awakened. The planet, the solar system, and every being in it is waking up in some way. There's always bigger, brighter waves to surf that will change our world. So grab your boards. Hi, welcome to Surfing the Psychic Waves. This is Christy Walsh, and I'm so glad to be with here with you here today. We have a special guest star surfer today. Her name is Elizabeth Pendleton. She's been on the phone. On the phone. <laughs> she's on the phone today. Um, she's been surfing with us on Surfing the Psychic Waves a couple of times already this year, and we've been checking in with a lot of the astrology movements going on. We're going to talk to her about what is happening in the stars and what could we be surfing right now? So uh, Elizabeth Pendleton is a light worker. She's an astrologer and a musician, and all of those things combined make her this awesome person to talk to. So welcome, Elizabeth. Hello there, and hello, surfers. Hello, listeners. Everybody getting through this Mercury retrograde. <laughs> I hate when they go into cancer. I'm just going to say that. I know. Love me some cancer energy, but... Everything goes nuts in the house. I don't know. It just, it just does. Yeah, it so. does. Random things break um, that you yep. never really thought about. So, I, right? Yeah, there's been so much of that that I don't even know what to call out as an example. All sorts of weird things. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, so uh, a lo- almost just just a, about a week left of that. It goes direct on the 31st, which is also a new Leo moon. So, yay! In there. <laughs> so tell me about is it today was it yesterday that the sun it already moved into leo yes so it was yesterday the 22nd of july for those who may be getting uh listening to the show at a different <laughs> day or time i'm gonna try to work through the mercury thing and be <laughs> clear here which <laughs> is just gonna be laughable but um yes so on the 22nd of july the Sun moved into Leo, where Mars is already active, and so I love me some Mars action. Just really gets you off your butt. Gets you th- when it's in a fire sign, it really gets yeah. you moving. Um, and so, with the Sun, as a lot of people who know astrology know, and things are in the same element: air, fire, water, earth. Uh, then they are going to have a similar resonance or energy. They do things in the same fashion. And so we've got fire and fire with the sun and Mars in Leo. Now, what happened, uh, we just happened to, when the sun went into Leo on the 22nd, we happened to be under an Aries moon. The That is our first fire sign. So that was motivating things till early this morning. We're talking on Wednesday, the 24th. But the mm-hmm. big one, I'm saving the best for last, the big, fabulous, happy thing going on in the planets is Jupiter is at home. Lucky Jupiter is at home in our third fire sign of Sagittarius. So if you think of a wheel and you think of things being 120 degrees apart, or you just picture a triangle, superimposed a perfectly equidistant triangle that would be what we call trining so Mm -hmm. we have um jupiter in fact tomorrow um if i'm a date straight (laughs) this week's been a little wonky um it will be trining mars so in ultimately it will trine the sun and Mm -hmm. venus is joining the leo party on Saturday. So we're going to have a lovely hookup between Jupiter and Venus. So Jupiter is just there in Sag and you can think of it just like throwing confetti, you know, just really trying to get things moving. And the good thing about this sun through Leo cycle. So when I say sun through, that's the sun sign. When people say, what's your sun sign? Where the sun was when you were born. Um, And of course, those last about 30 days, you know, give or take. And so while the sun is in Leo, Jupiter is going to come out of its retrograde. Um, that will be on August 11th. And so what's great about that is, think about it, it's like trying to 
you know, throw sparklers mm-hmm. and confetti and all that fun stuff, but it's retrograde. <laughs> and so it's a, a little more subdued. However, I'm, I'm like in that Mars is like, yeah, I don't care. We're <laughs> going to get things going. Mars is just, I don't know the, the analogy. I, it's not a fire analogy, but if you've ever had like a boat that you're just pushing off, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got to really, or something stuck that you just got to give it a real good shove and then it gets moving. And that's Mars is in there already working with us. And like I said, Venus joins this fiery Leo, you know, party on Saturday. And then the whole time, um, Jupiter, which again, will get some nice forward momentum going after August 11th, which is also when Mercury, um, comes out of the shadow of its retro or ch- changes signs back into Leo. Um, so <laughs> a couple of auspicious days during this immediate cycle that you guys, uh, mm-hmm. you felt like you've been dealing with one thing after another, or it takes nine steps to do what should have been done in three. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> you're like, why? It reminds me of those. Um, you ever been to the um, grab one of those cards at the at the store, Christy, with it that has the wonky wheels? <laughs> oh yeah, that that's been me for like the last month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of going around, and I, I'm I'm just gonna blame Mercury and Cancer. You know, like you know, just we hit that. And then this retrograde hits Cancer and Leo, but I think it will be feeling a little better um, once it gets back to Leo um, on the 11th of August because it just won't feel so emotional. <laughs> it's so like where we're like, wow. Yeah, there's a <laughs> Why little... do I always get the wobbly wheel car? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of um, that emotional kind of... Uh... God, this ebb and flow of like, gosh, I think I'm sad. No, I'm not. Mm, I could be sad right now. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> and it's like, what is the back and forth, which is kind of like a kid Syrian type of energy. Um, but the actual sort of picking and choosing the emotions right now is kind of like coming up for me. So, yeah. but I do like, yeah. yeah, I do like the Mars and Leo piece. I do feel like um, things have been really moving uh, to get stuff done for sure. And then, yeah, and it'll, know, it'll do some squares with, with Uranus too. So it's going to be that, I mean, there it's not like a perfectly all just smooth fire trying, um, going, um, mm-hmm. there'll be those, uh, especially for the fixed signs. So that's you, Scorpio, uh, Leo, Aquarius and Taurus. Um, there'll be some choice points. Um, you know, when we, we get this, um, some of those start next week and it'll just be where you've got Uranus over there in Taurus. So about 90, 90 degrees away, mm-hmm. um, perfect right angle to the planets as they go through Leo. And so there'll be and the problem is with six signs, six signs can be a little stubborn. <laughs> I say that as a fixed sign. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, the, the rigidity, you know, is going to have to give cause it's Uranus. It's the shocker. It's the game changer. And, uh, you know, it's, it's in Taurus. So there, there'll be some push come to shove moments in there. But again, I think that because the sun left cancer, um, mm-hmm. on, the 22nd, you know, it's like, it just won't feel as, I don't know, it's like, this one's just been a long one. It was more yeah. cancer than, I usually like it, but it's like, oh, God, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I do kind of think the Venus and Mars being in Leo at the same time, that's got to be good. Yes. Yeah. And again, these are our personal planets. When we talk about Mercury, um, we talk about Mars, we talk about Venus, and and so this is more like what what you were saying, what you're in tune with on a more daily basis, and not necessarily they can color your bigger, you know, your longer term decisions, but their job is more in the day to day realm with us rather yeah. than those sort of life path, you know, game changers. Yeah, and um, that's to me more of that Jupiterian energy or that Saturn energy, or maybe even Pluto, where it's like, it's a lot more long-term. Um, so this is good. At least like we get a little sort of personal, uh, boost, uh, with, I guess, Mercury, Venus, Mars being in Leo. And then here we get this sort of other connection with Jupiter, I guess, August 11th. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 the um um on the eleventh of August, and it's the uh, two things that are important mm-hmm. happen that day. Um, Mercury comes back into Leo, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where it was when it started this whole what we call um, shadow of the retrograde period, which means it got up to four degrees of Leo back in June, late June, but then it started the retrograde on, or sorry, the, it got there by July 7th, and on July 7th it started the retrograde, so it went four, three, two, one, zero, back to Cancer, <laughs> and uh, and and so it goes, you know, all the way back and to to its shadow point. Then on the 31st. It has to make up all that ground in Cancer, go through there till the 11th of August, and then it finally pops back into Leo. So again, that happens to be the same day that Jupiter goes direct. So two things kind of happening that okay. that give us some ump. Yeah, and then then by the 15th, which is a big full moon this cycle, Mercury will move past what we call that shadow of the retrograde and go past the four degrees of Leo. So we'll finally, like if your summer has been just wonky or totally weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess the wobbly wheel shopping cart, I think, (laughs) but it might look like the only one left there. And you're like, well, I can't carry all this. So I'm going to have to, you're this crazy thing, and you just should have picked another day to go shopping. But this is this is what we're working with, and so when we um, get to the fifteenth, big full moon, you know, we'll be we'll be past that, and we'll finally be making Mercury will going be going into some completely new um, territory in Leo uh, for a couple weeks there. So yeah, we you know, but again, I think. Just the sun going in there with Mars there now, and when Venus gets in there on Saturday, we'll start to see like at least the light at the end of the tunnel. Kind of thing. Yeah, it just seems um, like just a lot of uh, it feels unstable, but also that we kind of have to keep changing our minds. <laughs> I think I, I'm the being flexible is requiring like a different sort of answer out of us. I think. At least that's my, been my experience, and uh, over the last couple of weeks, and then now it's like, ah, I have to make another decision. I guess I can't do that anymore. So I'll take the cart that doesn't quite make a left turn and make my way <laughs> <laughs> through the supermarket, which actually I did just do this morning, and um, I couldn't oh. even turn the cart around in a circle. Like oh. it, was, it was just like, excuse me, get out of my way. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I know, and then all you can really do is just laugh. You know, it's just it's, it, it can be so frustrating. You know, but I'm just kind of glad Mars moved out of uh, Cancer because I think that added. We just went through so much Cancerian energy, and Mars isn't necessarily always part of it. Usually, it's the Sun and Mercury that are very close together. Um, but this year we had Mars in, in, and Venus tends to be around, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's, cause of the, it moves every three weeks or so. Um, and so, but, but Mars is here on top of it. And then all those massive eclipses and all the opposition from Pluto and Saturn. And, yeah. um, and I, yeah, yeah. And I do, I just, I'm going to have to, I'm going to be obnoxious here and toot my own horn. I have to say to anybody who doesn't think astrology can tell us what's going on, go look at my blog post. And you and I were talking about this yes. kind of last time we did the show, Trauma and Transformation, that post yeah. I made on April 23rd, I absolutely said, and you can look paragraph number four, I said, when that sun gets into cancer and we have these Pluto and Saturn oppositions to everything in cancer, you are going to see child sex trafficking, major scandals mm-hmm. involving people in high places. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. So very emotional time we've been through, like hardcore, you know, like you and I were talking about that in Brent's work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think the, the trauma piece, I think I, I kind of like that, so much has been revealed in such a short period of time over these last few weeks. Uh, I really like that part. I don't like the subject, of course. No one does. But at least we are getting these sort of reveals from the universe of kind of what's been going on for a long time. And, and so we can make changes and stop uh, some of this horrible stuff that's Pluto. going on. Yeah, Pluto so, is in the house. Yeah, so Pluto making... Um, 
this uh, transformation available to everyone <laughs> is kind of yeah. interesting. You know, it's almost like this Pluto movement through Capricorn. It's almost like Pluto's become this like really personal type of planet. I mean, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm influenced by Pluto a lot uh, anyway, but uh, it just seems to like lots of people that I know are going through all sorts of transformations. So, right. You know, I, it's like, I feel like I want to use it more. Like if we found out all this horrible stuff, <laughs> we could go to the blog and take a look at it. It's like, okay, what else is under there? Like what else right. can we discover? Um, yeah. Cause there's gotta be good well, stuff keep going. too. Well, the, the, the good, the good in it. And if you guys think of uh, the elements that these, signs are in. So, you know, we've just had everything going through cancer and Venus is still there in the high degrees for a couple of days. In fact, making a conjunction with Mercury today. So, whoa, <laughs> um, emotional stuff. Um, so they're in a water sign and it deals with childhood and children and yeah. they're being opposed by Pluto in an earth sign, Capricorn, which rules our institutions, government, banking, um, and it's about, you know, public status, you know, and, and so it's also traveling very closely with Saturn, you know, and Saturn is law and order. So where we saw, you know, the, the one person who's really in the news right now get a free pass 11 years ago mm-hmm. and get a sweetheart deal, like that's just not going to happen because that was now because that was actually before Pluto went into Capricorn. And, um, you know, the, the more steam yeah. that Pluto picks up these, these next several years as it finishes this transit these next five years is like, it's, it's going to come harder, but we're like ready for it. I feel like everything we've seen in the last few years, starting with, um, Weinstein to yeah. the, the Keith Ranieri thing, when I talked to, was, was thinking about that, I was like, that was almost like a precursor. It almost prepared us for the Epstein thing that's coming out now. So it's yeah. almost like, wow, people and secrets, Pluto, Pluto is going to bring up the deep, dark stuff. And if we think about it, the analogy I'm being shown is if we could kind of how we have the photography for reading auras. But mm-hmm. if we looked at our emotional baggage, you know, we're walking around with so much stuff. It's like walking around with 50-pound, 20-pound water balloons. And it makes it impossible to really, you know, do relationships or to to evolve or to get anywhere. Because think about that. If you had to carry around all that, and, and we kind of do emotionally when we have it processed. So the thing mm-hmm. that you're talking about with Pluto, like, pierce it, do it, bam, burst the water balloon, you know, the big emotional water balloon. And, and of course, in a healthy environment with support and and all of that. Um, But when we start to process all that and drain it and let it go, you know, we can get so much lighter and we're not carrying all that heavy emotional energy. And so that's kind of where the elements have been. um, And they, they continue to be in a longer series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to circle back to, um, someone that we have mentioned a couple of shows ago. Um, I think definitely in the last one. And that is, uh, this author, um, researcher and, um, counselor. His name is Brent Baum and B-A-U-M is the last name. And he's done a lot of work on trauma and has really dedicated his life to training all sorts of health professionals in how to, um, work with other people that need to process trauma. And so it feels like there's, and he's not the only one, there's lots of sort of work or new work that's coming out about this. And to me, it just seems like, I guess the time is now to kind of take a look at that individual space. And there's just a lot of support out there to be able to work this type of energy. Cause when we speak about trauma, um, I actually had my own thing going on and <laughs> you just mentioned Elizabeth that you had read this book and I'm like, Oh yeah, I know all about him. <laughs> so, right. You know, it, it's Funny. not something that you turn to your friends and go, Hey, I'm working my trauma space today. Like, you know, right. nobody, can, right. you all can't the really dark yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, it's, it's, 
I mean, it's horrific. In in and when I was I was saying it's funny. Not not about trauma, but but how I was thinking the thought that it's funny how the information comes to you in divine timing. You could have a book that's been out there for. 20 years and you pick it up right at the right time in your life and it speaks to you. And, and, um, yeah, Brent's work, he's, he's done work with nine 11 victims and, yeah. you know, all the sort of regular stuff, but yet he's very receptive to the light working community too, which you don't always get, you know, when people have academic credentials. Yeah. Cause I do feel like there's a big spectrum out there, um, where you could sort of, look at that cancerian childhood type of trauma where it's not, you don't need to, you can be working with different kinds of therapists, I guess is what I'm saying. Because trauma hides in all sorts of places. Um, And sometimes it's in the psychic space and sometimes it's in, I don't know, other spaces in the brain. Yeah, just all this. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I get like people are like, oh, that's too hard. I don't want to do that. And, and let me just go to the gym. Well, guess what? You'll get on your Stairmaster or whatever machines they have there these days. And what's going to be in front of your face? The news, you know, sexual abuse, you know, these women, young girls, you know, yeah. being sent to this island. So it's almost inescapable. So if it's that information is coming to someone who's listening is maybe trying to avoid it, I'd say, you know, reach out and get support in dealing with it. Because again, the more we offload this, I mean, one, the person um, is going to feel so much better. You you just have a new lease on life and how you interact in relationships and your ability to, to have um, emotional intimacy and, and all those other things, you know, there's so many repercussions to abuse, um, that, yeah. that people don't even realize how walled off um, they get and, and how they block out interactions. So, you know, the Brent's work or whoever um, people, you know, want feel guided to, to work with. And again, really check them out. Really check. I mean, that's what's so scary about finding out about some of these, these things. They come into our realms. They come into almost any field. And it's, it's sad. And, it, you know, people trust. I mean, that whole Nexium was about self-help, you know. And so always check. Always in this, these days online, boy, you can sure find out a lot about someone's background. So, yeah, definitely, I would say to people who, if any of this stuff has really come up, because we still have more Pluto, Saturn stuff coming up all the way into next year. So, um, mm-hmm. we just went through a big phase of it. <laughs> and yeah, the, the case that we were talking about, the big public one right now, yeah, I, when I was looking ahead into the, the charts, at the end of this year, beginning of next year, and Pluto and Saturn are going to have an exact conjunction on January 12th next year. Um, it's it's going to be, you know, to see how far this all goes, but I, I don't think people are going to be able to remain untouchable, whoever they are, whatever office, you know, um, mm-hmm. or whatever position in a corporation, um, you know, it's, it's, it's common and it's, it's going to get stronger because Pluto and Saturn um, you know, right now they're retro. <laughs> so they were digging up the past, but those two come online, um, the end of September into, um, October. And that's when we have our next Saturn opposition to the North Node. So the North Node's been in here too. Um, just really, really big stuff. Um, and North Node is trying to guide us forward on how do we handle children? How do we make issues better? How do we improve the world, make it a safer place? Uh, yeah. So can we talk a little bit more about the North Node? Because I always, uh, I never, I never hear it enough. <laughs> so is, <laughs> is it, a, is it a, like, what is it? Like, is it part of the moon? Is it a calculation of what the moon's going to do or what? Because well, there's a North and a South Node. Yes. Yes. And they are always at the exact number of degrees because they are exactly opposite. And so they are, uh, these are the nodes of the moon that we talk about. And we are talking, what I look to is the practicality of it. Like what signs are they in? So therefore, what are they, what are they up to? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for people to get all technical, it's like, yeah, that's helpful, but what does it mean? Um, so um, the North Node, just thumbnail, is 
where we're heading, what we're working towards. The south node describes the past. And when we look at it in a birth chart, it describes what skills we may have come in with. So if you, there, there's a thing that kind of look like horseshoes. If you guys have looked at one, looks like an upside down one, and that's the south. And the other one, it looks right side up, and that's the north. So for sure, get a copy of your chart and look, because that describes so much. And in your life, the north node stays is, is what you were born with. It's where it was when you were born. So it describes what you're working on this time. And that south one, you'll look to the house and the sign that it's in and go, oh, yeah, I have a skill set here. And it, you're going to probably find like, oh, yeah, I just kind of have a, a I'm just naturally kind of good at that. And you're not you know, patting yourself on the back. It's just like a skill set. You're like, oh, yeah, no, that's elementary to me because you know, um, you've mastered something, but the North is like where you're challenged, what you're mm-hmm. here to master this time. Now, what um, you and I are talking about here, Christina, is um, so obviously the, the nodes change and move, um, just like all the planets keep moving. So that snapshot of when you were born was that moment. And um, the planets just keep going. And so the, no- the nodes change about every 18 months. Um, and so what will happen is we'll look at where they are now, and that is what is influencing the collective, and then we put it in the context of where mm-hmm. all the other planets are. And so right now we have the north node in Cancer, so the south node would be due opposite in mm-hmm. Capricorn. And of course, we were just talking about <laughs> Cancer yeah. and Capricorn and all that Cancerian influence we've had over the last, you know, month or so, like even a little bit more. Um, and, and so, but also the activation thing going on with everything in Capricorn, um, because this is, you know, the South Node getting right in there and all of that. I'm looking at a chart right now. Saturn's 19 degrees of Capricorn Pluto is 22 degrees and the south node is 24 degrees. So mm-hmm. when planets are within five degrees of each other or any of our bodies, whether it's asteroids or whatever, we go, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, it's really combining forces. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so all of those are within five degrees of each other. And of course, you know, Saturn and Pluto, three degrees, the, the south node. So we just, are really colored by this. And so not only do we have Saturn and Pluto retrograde digging up the past, but that south node is going what's been in the past. But again, it's oof, Plutonian issues, you know, abuse, trauma, like where we need transformation. And it, you know, can feel like a bit of a wrecking ball, but um, it comes through and it's opposite. The north node is um, home, family, um, children, childhood, all those Cancerian nurturing. How do we, how do we give ourselves sustenance? And for, for some people, it could, um, cancer has a lot to do with the diet, um, which, you know, now it's like amazing. Even on BBC the other day, I heard a report of how much they are tracing what's happening in the gut to um, the neural diseases like Parkinson's and all that. And so this is um, Cancerian yeah. rules the gut and, and all of that. So you may, you know, there may be somebody listening who's like, no, I've really been told I've got to change my diet or I really just feel terrible all the time and I'm ready to shift and get certain things out or certain things in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's like maybe another positive application of both the North Node and Cancer. Um, but again, it's, it's been in combination, um, with these, with these other planets. Yeah. So when they kind of gang up on each other or <laughs> they're in cahoots with each other, <laughs> they are, you know. they have been, they, yeah, no, they, it's really been quite a, quite a, um, uh, you know, a lot. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would confirm what you're saying about the cancer and the, um, cancer having planets in, uh, the sign of cancer and, uh, that gut piece. I'm trying to be careful with my words, you know, and and I'm just going to do a quick, uh, like I, I grabbed, uh, the a chart that was in front of me and of course, Mercury's retrograde. That was, um, my updated one. The, um, 
Saturn is actually at 16 degrees. The mm-hmm. south node, 17, and Pluto, 21. So sorry about those numbers. But again, you see this 16 to 21, the same five-degree spread um, going on. So, yeah, these are all connecting in Capricorn, asking for reform, um, to look at things from the past that need to be resolved. And then, again, how to put them into a healing um, context here with with Mercury, late degree of Cancer, um, and Mm -hmm. Venus, same thing, 26 degrees today for their conjunction. How do we heal these things and make make our self-nurturing, self-care? Those are Cancerian themes. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Venus. Because I've just noticed that Venus seems to be a little bit of a sharp planet. <laughs> and I'm already a Scorpio, right? So so I'm kind of used to these sharp twists and turns when things are moving around. But when Venus, you know, makes certain connections, and I, and I don't know exactly which ones really affect me the most, but usually uh, when Venus changes signs, for sure, I'm really affected. But it's like, what is the Earth's relationship to Venus? Because I feel like Mars is close, Mercury's close, the moon obviously is very close. So then what what's the big deal with Venus? Like I feel like Well Venus something- yeah, Venus is right in there. It's closer than Mars actually. Um so so yeah, Venus is is in between Mercury and Mars. So it's, and and we often see it. Um I don't you know, it's so funny. I'll look to the west certain times of year and it's just there and I don't have the the dates in front of me for this year, but it's often visible, um, Mm -hmm. you know, morning, like, you know, about a little after dusk. And then it's also a morning one, although I'm not (laughs) right now, Jupiter that's actually visible that I've been seeing it. And I'm like, Hey, Jupiter, (laughs) 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 let's go to rest. So Venus is an interesting one. Um, You may, because it's, it is the ruler of uh, two signs, Taurus and Libra. So that has to do with possessions, what we value, um, and also relationships, which is a lot of what Libra is about, um, people, other people. Um, and, you know, if you want to figure out what issues you still have, um, you know, get in a relationship, right? <laughs> 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 um, nothing, nothing like that to show us That's what we, we have it. I know, um, you know, so, so yeah, Venus, I mean, and, and we may think, oh, you know, I, I don't get that emotional about many of your possessions, but then have a dispute where somebody really tries to, um, get one over on you or is just, you know, has really unscrupulous practices, you know, you'll get emotional. <laughs> you'll get, you know, and, and like I said, but this has been, Venus has been in cancer for, gosh, since July 3rd. Um, and it's just finishing up this, this, this run. Um, so it's funny, the things that you don't think are going to trigger you, look at what does and Venus kind of shows you that in terms of possessions and people. (laughs) So I think she kind of covers everything, love and money, right? Yeah. Yeah. How I kind of came across this is that I started keeping track of my good days and my bad days, like on a little calendar. Mm -hmm. And then I would go look at, you know, what the stars were doing. And I'm like, huh, Venus again. Or when I was having a great day, it would be some magical thing Jupiter was doing. And I'd be like, ah, oh, thanks, Jupiter. So I kind of started <laughs> that way of kind of having this relationship with the, the planets. And, and I've done other meditations around the planets. And you have, too. You've done uh, some musical work around the planets, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few, few years ago, yeah, I did a, like a little series of um, infusions. And if anybody wants to, to know about them, just, just email me. I don't have them posted on the on the site anymore because I kind of updated uh, music software and, and you know, it's funny, like you, you keep learning and it's so typical, like a, a musician, you listen to something you did five years ago or something, you're like, ah, I really want to go in and redo this and read it. But um, yeah, that, it may be a series that I do, but I, I like the idea of what you're saying is uh, working with planetary 
you know, meditations, these were real short mini ones because I know sometimes people are just like, I just want to feel better or, or get motivated. So it's like put on an Aries infusion for three minutes, four minutes, you know, um, and stuff like that. But longer form ones, those those would be great. And, and for people listening in the Northern Hemisphere, I mean, this is such a great time to to get out. I know a lot of people are camping this time of year and, and we've got the warm weather. So where you can just, you know, get away from the lights in the cities and um, receive some of those downloads or just be re-inspired when you, you put life into perspective of, you know, us on this little tiny rock, you know, yeah. blasting through space. Or you look <laughs> up and you're like, hey, oh my gosh, that's Jupiter. That's the one I've been bothering <laughs> all this time yeah oh yeah it's been great and it was so close you know like it when you looked at this past full moon this last eclipse um that we had just on the 16th it was like oh my god it's right there i mean you couldn't look at the moon and not see jupiter so it was it was cool like they were in the same frame if you were taking a picture <laughs> jupiter's like i'm getting in, into the act too you know so that was that was really powerful so I think we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Pluto and Saturn and why they're still friends. Hi, this is Christy Walsh. We hope you're enjoying the surf today. Come find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing on SoundCloud or Facebook at Surfing the Psychic Waves and check out the archives on inflowradio.com. Hey, I would love to hear what waves you're surfing right now. For live shows, here's the number to call. 1-760-456-7277. That number again, 1-760-456-7277. And we're back surfing the psychic waves. This is Christy Walsh, and my special guest star surfer today is astrologer and intuitive Elizabeth Pendleton. So welcome back. Hello and hello, surfers. Thank you for sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> so we've made our way through many of the planets out there and their movements, but uh, two kind of keep jumping out at me, and that is Pluto and Saturn. So I was wondering, Elizabeth, if you could talk a little bit about kind of Saturn hanging out with Pluto and Capricorn and this other kind of alignment they make in January of 2020. Yeah. We get a little sneak peek, I think, um, in the fall. So maybe you could talk about that because it seems like we're in the middle of summer and we can actually maybe plan a little bit um, since we can look at this a little bit um, ahead of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the first thing is Saturn is at home in Capricorn. Uh, Saturn rules Capricorn, just like Jupiter is at home right now in Sagittarius. Uh, so we're kind of talking the beginning of like a, you know, 28, 29 and a half year cycle um, for Saturn and the beginning of a 12 year cycle with Jupiter because it takes Jupiter about 12 years to go around the whole zodiac. It stays in each sign for about a year. Um, few exceptions, but again, we don't go into too many technicalities here. But but um, Saturn is at the beginning of this next big thirty-year phase, you know, more or less. Um, but what's really making it potent right now is again because Pluto is so far into Capricorn at this point as well. And Pluto is all about transformation and Saturn um, for people who don't know is about law and order. If you think of the planet, it's got the rings. So it's, you know, been associated and it's really interesting because, you know, even going back to the ancients, they associated it with limitations and um, it's also associated with our bones, our teeth, the structure, kind of like I was explaining before we, we, 
associate cancer with the gut and the and the stomach. Well, um, Saturn is our structure. So this could be the scaffolding of a building, could be our skeleton, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's really, uh, Saturn gets a bad rap. Um, people, oh no, not my Saturn return or not, you know, but Saturn is really like your best, I always say it's like your best fitness coach, you know, <laughs> you maybe <laughs> it's like a drill sergeant, you know, like at six o'clock in the morning when that, you know, alarm is going off or if you had one of those, you know, kind of think of those characters of a, a sergeant from the movies, like, you're gonna give me 20, you know, <laughs> you're, you're like cursing under your breath, you know, <laughs> but then when you need to run that mile or do that 10K thing or whatever it is, you're like flying through it. And then all that hard work pays off. Or I think people can remember being in school. And if there was something that was really challenging to learn, but you just stuck to it. And then when you finally hit that moment where you mastered it, you're just like, man, I'm, I'm actually glad it was challenging. So, um, Saturn kind of works like that. It's called the Taskmaster. It's our lessons. And it is um, connected there right now, like we were saying, with the south node and with Pluto. And it's um, going to have another, we're, we're, you know, about two-thirds of the way through. I think if I have to measure it, about it coming through Capricorn. Um, and we have more of these eclipses that will involve it um, mm-hmm. coming up. At the end of this year and at the beginning of next year, there's, like I was saying, there's an exact Pluto-Saturn conjunction when they're at the same degree, same minute, uh, January 12th next year. And then there's a huge um, eclipse uh, next, gosh, I'm sure I think it's around the 20th or so, but just of January. But it's just really, really, or the 10th, it's huge. Um, Mm -hmm. So we, we have a lot of this. Um, cause the sun will be in Capricorn at that point. And so we, you know, just are really going to be dealing with a lot of Capricorn energy and what Capricorn wants to do, um, it wants to build things. So while we talk about the transformation, transformational quality of Pluto seeming kind of destructive, the other side of that coin, and this part's really important for people to get is that, um, it's, it's like once one structure has been swept away, with what do we want to replace it? So yeah, it's a, it's January tenth. I'm just looking at the date here. Big Cancer mm-hmm. lunar eclipse. So that's just a you know big full moon. Um, but the fact that there's a there's a um, conjunction um, between Pluto and Saturn, you know, within two days of that, just tells us massive activation. So. I guess what I would say to listeners, something to ponder is, okay, like the stuff that you know you're ready to let go of or you may get, be getting support, transforming, reframing, however you want to say it, with yeah. what do you want to replace it? And that is, I think, a good place to um, to, to just be sick and tired or you know, sick and tired of being sick and tired, as they say, is not enough, you know, like because it, it still kind of keeps us trapped. Um, so to, to be able to start to imagine, well, what, what would feel better? What's the alternative energy that I would like to bring in? Um, that's equally important. I think the other, like I said, the other side of the coin with, with Saturn and, um, Capricorn because, um, Capricorn is, is one of our cardinals. So it's an initiator. It's a beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, 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 Really, again, when we're talking, these things kind of get intermingled, structure, building, accomplishment. If you think of Capricorn, um, it is often symbolized by like the, the mountain goat, you know, and so it's that I, in mountains, so it's that idea of like, you know, you, like being able to get all the way, you know, setting a goal and working towards achieving it and accomplishing it. You know, it's it's maybe not your snap your fingers and have it instantaneously. But there's something about an earned reward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that there's a there's a pride that's that it's beyond ego or that kind of there's a satisfaction, I think is is the word I'm looking for. You know, because you just know that you put in the effort and you really achieved it and it's yours. You you know this thing now, you know? 
yeah. become part of you. It does seem in a strange way, although I'm still getting used to it and not quite sure um, how exactly I feel about it. But um, Pluto transforming things and Saturn kind of backing us up with the support and uh, discipline to get things done. It seems like we should be making like huge, you know, leaps <laughs> like that mountain goat jumping around the mountain like we should be like really making these big leaps to something new and i guess the new part of it you know i'm just not sure where that comes in but i don't think over the last couple years we've been really able to dream really big it seems weird to say that out loud sobriety Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's, there's a sobriety too to Capricorn. You know, it is the rules. It is the disciplinarian. So, um, my apologies to the Aries listeners here, but I mean, Aries, you know, it's real fun. I love watching them, but you know, if they can't just get it done, like immediately, you know, it's, they, they just go on to the next task often. And I'm not, I'm not saying honestly, there are people, Aries that have PhDs and, and, and things like that, but it's their mode is like, start stuff off and uh, the details, leave that to someone else. And, you know, they do just, you know, bores, bores them to tears, you know, but Capricorn is very different in the sense that, you know, because it's Saturn rolled that discipline and that work towards things. And so for people to think, yeah, it's, we won't completely finish this cancer, I'm sorry, Capricorn transit by Saturn until the end of next year, the end of 2020. So you still have time So another 18 months. Now it's going to go into Aquarius, dip in there next year um, between March and June, because that's where it's going next. Then it retrogrades back into mm-hmm. to finish up the Capricorn. Um, but yeah, for people who've been working on longer term goals, you know, um, this is a bigger context and it won't feel like you said, like, oh, I'm just dreaming or that late, you know, either Piscean dreaming or that, yeah. you know, lighter thing, because that's, I mean, Saturn is the planet of austerity. So it's, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's probably the last one throwing a party, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But tell me about Jupiter. So Jupiter, Jupiter. is Sagittarius right now. It's pretty yes, happy but there. Coming to, but uh, yes, very happy there. But coming to Capricorn, coming to a Capricorn near you. <laughs> There's a theme. There is a theme. Yes, December 2nd of this year, 2019, Jupiter joins this bunch in Capricorn. So Jupiter expands things, it enlarges, and um, has to do with our philosophy, our belief systems, our values. And so it's going to bring its energy to that huge Capricorn stellium that builds. And um, for those of you who kind of follow this stuff pretty regularly, you know, on the 21st of December, the sun goes into Capricorn. So um, big gathering <laughs> of planets, which which we, we minus Jupiter this year, but we we remember January fourth this year. Um, that moon, that new moon. I mean, yeah. everybody I know felt that moon. You know, it just it's just like where are you and on January fourth of that moon? It was you know kind of midday um, Pacific time. It was around two in the afternoon, but it was. I mean, I just everybody was so aware of it. We could just feel that again. Big gathering of planets in um, Capricorn because the sun was there, the new moon was there, um, and probably Mercury was hanging out if I pulled up the chart. But I remember yeah. this big stellium. But next year, it's even bigger. Um, and again, we have one of those eclipses at the end of the year. Um, I'm going to guess I'm going to say the 26th of December, but about that time. Um, so again, just just that is influenced now with Jupiter expanding the energies, but maybe that celebratory aspect that you're, you know, referring to where mm-hmm. there's a sense of, um, you know, Jupiter is the optimist, Saturn's the pessimist, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and, and so you just have feeling a little lighter, but I think bringing it back to the Leo cycle we're in, that's, I said that at the beginning of the year, I said, you guys, Jupiter being at home in Sagittarius, the fire sign, um, it's not going to get a lot of fire support this year, except for um, the beginning of the year, Mars 
was it home in Aries, really like Mars, Aries, you know, boistering Jupiter. Then the sun was in Aries the 21st of March to about April 20th. And then nothing else pretty much till now when we've got, you know, the planets heading into Leo. So there, there just hasn't been that lightening up, that warmth, that fire, you know, um, that lift, that kind of optimism that happens usually when you get a bunch of fire stuff together. So this Leo cycle is kind of good for lifting spirits and, and bringing back the inspiration uh, yeah. and that feeling of optimism back into things. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think none of us really know what we're all creating <laughs> as, a, as a collective on the planet. We, we don't really know where we're going with the Saturn-Pluto thing. But up to now, it seemed like when you're in this... We know what we're this, offloading. We know <laughs> we're, we're getting rid of. That's true. Yeah. So, but what are we replacing it with? And and yeah. it's like, it's not feeling the the usual creative space that I'm used to. And, and maybe that was just for the last couple of years, and now we're creating something new. Well, I think, I, I think so. And I think um, when Jupiter goes into Capricorn at the, at the end of the year, maybe that, that mm-hmm. sort of, ah, you know, moment um, comes where we feel more inspired about the change and like, yeah, we really did reform things and yeah, we got rid of all this old heavy stuff that needed to be dealt with and law and order and restored. Um, but now, yes, what are we, what are we replacing with and, and feeling lighter about that? Yep. Yeah. So Elizabeth, where can folks find you? They can find me at elizabethsoracle.co. And in fact, if they want to use the code, um, Surf 2019, while the sun's in Leo, I will give them $10 off any reading package. So, yeah, Surf oh, 2019 for, to celebrate all the, all the surfers here on your show. Um, yeah, and, and they, can, they can find out how to contact me through there. And, and, yes, readings and charts and all that good stuff are available. Great. And uh, the YouTube, too. Yes. Elizabeth DeLeo and Instagram at elizabethsoracle.co. I've just started playing in that space and, you know, posting charts and, and, but on the, on the website, too, I forgot to mention this. Yeah. I'm posting uh, weekly updates of what's going on with the planet. So just, uh, you know, they, they're dated every Sunday. Um, and, uh, you know, for those who want to keep in touch more regularly with what the changes are, those are there each week. And there's always a monthly video. Like right now, I just posted the Sun and Leo video. So, yep, it's oh, Yep. Thank you so much for surfing the psychic waves with us today. We had a great time and we really bugged a lot of planets. So now I think tonight I'm going to go take a look at the stars and say thank you. <laughs> so okay. thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks for surfing the psychic waves with me today on inflowradio.com. You can find me on Twitter at Christina Surfing or find me surfing the psychic waves on SoundCloud or on Facebook and let me know what waves you're surfing. This show is brought to you by InflowRadio.com, the best curated talk radio network for personal development, wellness, spirituality, and conscious business.